Hello everyone, this is Tina with Raining Live. Welcome to the podcast. We have been looking at John chapter 6 and we've been looking at it through the lens of Matthew 28, 18 through 20, where it says to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and to teach them to obey all that I've commanded you. So what we've been doing is looking at uh, different passages of scriptures, starting in the book of John, going through and trying to find out the two things that Jesus most wants us to know, the two things that will help us to become the disciples that he's called us to be. Um, and those two things are, who is he and what does he want from me? So these are the two questions that are always wise to ask when you're looking at scriptures. Who is he? Who does he say he is? Like, who do I see that he is in the scripture? Who is he? What's his nature? You know, that kind of like, who is he? And then, what does he want from me? So those two things will help us grow in our walk with Christ more than just about anything else we've we've seen because to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit means to submerge into the name or the nature or the likeness of. So trying to find out who is he. So we're in John chapter 6 verses 16 through 21 um, today. This will be a little bit shorter. Um, out of the English Standard Version, the ESV, it says, when the evening came, uh, his disciples went down to the sea got in a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum, so there at the Sea of Galilee. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because of a strong wind was blowing. And when they had rowed out about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea, coming near the boat, and they were frightened. I bet they were. <laughs> Verse 20, he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. And they were glad to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat, the boat was at the land to which they were going. So we see a couple of things happening in this scripture. So we're looking for who is Jesus and what does he want from us. So it says that his disciples are going about their ministry business. They're getting in the boat. They're going across to Capernaum, which was um, kind of the base of operations of a lot of Jesus' ministry when he was an adult. It's dark outside. Jesus hasn't come yet. And the sea becomes rough because of a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed out about three or four miles. Now, I'm not entirely sure. I was looking at kind of trying to look up the, the size of the Sea of Galilee. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's like 13 miles long and 8 miles wide. So roughly they're toward the center of the sea. Um, or at least a third of the way, you know, a fifth of the way. So they're either like 20 to 50% into the Sea of Galilee. They're not near the shore. They're miles from shore. And they are um, <clears throat> rowing. It's dark, and a, and a wind blows up, and it's rough seas. Now, I, I've never been to the Sea of Galilee, but I've seen lots of pictures, and I have friends that have gone. And they say that the Sea of Galilee has high, um, I don't know if really mountains is the right word, but high hills on three quarters of the sides of the Sea of Galilee. And when the wind starts to blow, if it gets into the Sea of Galilee just right, it will swirl and swirl and swirl because the wind has a hard time leaving because that the elevation is so high above the sea. So when a storm kicks up on the Sea of Galilee, it really kicks up. So they're kind of in the middle-ish, you know, they're out miles from the shore and this wind is blowing. Another thing that we need to know is that several of these folks on there, you know, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, these folks are fishermen. They've been fishing on the sea 
Their parents have been fishing on this sea for years and years and years. So seeing a storm on the Sea of Galilee is not new for them. Okay, so this is not unfamiliar. But they usually, when you would fish, you would fish closer to the shore. Like you wouldn't go out into the middle of the sea, from what I understand. You would uh, fish closer to the shoreline, so they're not used to being out in the middle when a storm blows up. That's not where you want to be. Because, like I said, it gets really rough really fast. So um, it says, Jesus, uh, they saw Jesus walking on the water, verse 19, walking on the water and coming near the boat, and they were frightened. But he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. So one of the first things we see about the nature of God is that he is present in times of distress. And there is a verse in Psalms, I don't remember what the address is, but it says that the Lord our God is a very present help in times of trouble. So one of the things that we need to know about God is that when we are frightened and when we're in distress and when the seas are rough, and it's not easy, it's not good, it's like this is scary stuff, the Lord wants us to know, I am here. One of the names of Jesus is Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now that's true on a theological level as the incarnation, you know, God in human form. Yes, that's true. But it's also true on a personal, emotional level. He's saying, it is I. You know, it's me. I'm here. And then he says, do not be afraid. And I think probably one of the ways to manage that temptation towards fear, one of the best ways to manage that is to remember that he is present. It is I. I am here. You know, it's me. It's me. Don't be afraid. So he's saying to them, I'm present. I'm here. I'm with you. And in our everyday lives, just, and I realize this is spiritualizing the text a little bit, but I think it's important for us to remember that his name is Emmanuel. His name is God with us. Like one of his titles is God with us. That he is present. One of his Old Testament names, Jehovah Shammah, is the Lord who is there. I am present. His, his, one of his names is I am. Not I was or I will be, but I am. Meaning, I'm here. I'm present. So, I think one of the best ways for us to try to manage fear, when fear tries to rise up within us, is to say, no, I'm not alone. The Lord is here. The Lord is present. So that's one of the things that we see about the nature of God is that he's present. One of the commands that he gives us is do not be afraid. Now, I don't know about you, but it's really difficult sometimes to control emotions. I'm, I'm not entirely sure that this means don't feel fear because um, like, it's not like you always have control over what you feel. But the word fear, the root, um, the root of the word fear, that root word, When it's talking about fear, it's talking about fleeing, to flee, to run. So I think one of the things that the Lord would say to us is that when you feel afraid, don't run. Like, don't escape. Don't don't run away. I'm present, and I want you to remain present with me. Don't be afraid. Don't run. I'm here. Um, There's a great quote from Joyce Meyer, which I just love. (laughs) She says... Um, talking about courage, and she says, it's not brave if you're not afraid. Like, if you're not afraid, if you're not a little bit hesitant, if you don't have some of that going on, you're not exactly, you're not exhibiting bravery in that moment. 
Courage means that you do what's in your heart. You do what you know you're supposed to do, regardless of the circumstances around you. And, you know, she's just like, look, if you got to do it afraid, do it afraid. If you got to do it with your knees knocking, do it with your knees knocking, but don't run. Regardless of the emotion that you feel, don't run. Remember that God is present and it's going to be okay. Verse 21 records a miracle. It says, then they were glad to take him into the boat. I bet so. Um, And immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. Now, they're three or four miles out, right? Verse 19, yeah, three or four miles. So, if they're rowing from the side of the Sea of Galilee, they would be going eight miles across. So, that would mean three or four miles, they're right smack in the middle. If they're rowing north to south, you know, they could be as much, you know, the Sea of Galilee is like 13 miles long. So, they could be, you know... A third of the way in, maybe, you know, three miles of 13, four miles of 13, a third of the way in. So either way, if they are that far out into the middle, and then in verse 21, it says immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. Immediately they were there at Capernaum, right? Because that's where they were going. So to the north, they were going north. So if that's happening, if it's something that happens immediately, it means they were kind of in the middle-ish of the sea, and then immediately they were at the land they were going. That's a form of translation, right? Or teleportation, I think modern language would call it. It is a miracle that happens. And so I think that, that that's something we see in our own lives too. In those moments when we feel afraid and, and Jesus is saying, I'm with you, Don't be afraid. If we will just stay in that place with him, in the middle of feeling afraid, if we will not run and stay in that place with him and follow his commands, then what we find is that miracles can happen because we're choosing to trust him rather than trusting ourselves. And I want to say thank you guys so much for watching today. I mean, for listening today on the podcast. Let me pray for you. So, Father God, we agree that you are the God who is there. You are Jehovah Shema. You are the great I Am. You are Emmanuel. You are God with us. So, in the middle of us rowing and the storms coming up in life, help us to not run. No matter what we feel, help us to hang on to you. Help us to realize that you are present and there's no reason to be afraid. And then, Lord, open our eyes to the miracles that you're doing around us that perhaps we're not exactly seeing because we're afraid. Help us to see you instead of our fear. In your holy name, amen. Well, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time on Raining in Life.